at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutus on Twitter. Eight minutes to eight. The time you know the number zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. Well, one of the big conversations over the last couple of days has been around the flooding that we saw in KwaZulu Natal over the Christmas period. Around fifty people losing their lives. Uh, flooding in Ladysmith happened twice. We saw, of course, flooding in certain parts of Itaquini. They, of course, had the big floods in twenty twenty two. And all the way through this, you would have heard me ask the question: Are we planning for the long? term. Also, why is it that in KwaZulu-Natal, flooding is so bad? It's not just about the rain, it's how we manage the water. Professor Hope Magadamisha Chapungu is a professor of town planning, perhaps urban planning, at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Professor Magadamisha Chapungu, good morning and thank you for your time. Good morning to you and good morning to your listener. Is the way that we've built structures and planned cities and towns and dwellings in KwaZulu-Natal, one of the reasons that the flooding is so bad? Yes, it's definitely uh, one of the reasons. But they obviously, at the top of the agenda, we are talking about um, global warming and climate change um, and, and how we relate to the environment matters. But from a governance and town planning perspective, uh, the questions we are starting to ask ourselves and we still be ask ourselves from now going forward is how do we then build best, better? How do we then design better cities which are more resilient? And and there are a lot of loopholes uh, that we're picking up through our line of work and, and, and which needs to be addressed in order for us to at least manage the impact of climate change. There's certain uh, things that you talk about. One of them, I think, is river channelization. What is that? What can authorities do to try and mitigate the impacts of this? I mean, would that be around managing rivers, making sure that rivers can actually take water when it rains? Yeah, so I think that's a very key thing to to also implement in a way to try to manage the impact of flooding. River channelization is basically trying to expand our rivers, bench, obviously, but also dig deeper to make sure that at least if there's water, uh, you have more space to accommodate water, but also the channel in which water moves. So it doesn't have to get flooded, especially in South Africa. Even in KwaZulu-Natal, with most people, they get floods when they, they are crossing the rivers. So it's because the, 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 the capacity and the volume of, of the water in that particular river is high. So you want to lessen the impact but also delay the, the impact and make sure that you manage that mm. better. And, and it has proven to, to work in a number of countries. That, that's just one of it. Of course, we'll also talk about um, what we call uh, permeable surfaces. So we need to be discouraging actually paving everywhere because we know that encourages water to move very fast. So in our design, in our landscape, we need to be mindful of that. So in other ways, we're encouraging, we should be encouraging uh, designs and pavement which allow the water to pass through so that it can go to underground water. But also it delays the process and also it, it, it absorbs uh, a lot of water, which actually we may have to use it at a later stage uh, if we would preserve it. Mm. Then the other issues, of course, is issue around, uh, and I think I've been on record saying this quite, uh, quite a bit, to say the way in which we are planning our cities uh, it matters, especially when we look at the land use planning. So we are not doing developmental control as we should, and it is expected by our legislations and policy. So we cannot be allowing people to build in flood zones areas, flood plains areas, 
because we know that is disastrous. So the role of the municipalities, therefore, we do have to be looking at what we call development control. So we cannot wait for the informal settlement or any kind of buildings around the floodplain and come back 10 years, 20 years later to say, oh, actually, you're not supposed to build here. So it is the role of a town planner within the municipality to also make sure that they do developmental control. We are not doing that. But another issue, again, is the issue around what we call carbon sinks, right? So we cannot just be building everywhere, right? So some open space, we consider them lungs of the cities, right? So we need to be leaving those spaces, which we consider them lungs of the cities, so that our city can actually breathe, right? And also, uh, um, we, we, those, those lungs of the cities I'm talking about, they also uh, act as a carbon sink, right? So they absorb carbon dioxide and able to assist us in, in regulating the carbon emission within our spaces. And, and that is, again, it's a role of a town planner when you're doing layout or subdivision to say, don't just put allocate every piece of land uh, to, to housing or any other thing, but be mindful of this because in the long run, this will affect uh, our planning. But, of course, the issue around um, drainage systems is the key one, and this needs all of us. Uh, people, ordinary people, ordinary South Africans, need to take responsibility. You cannot just walk around littering everywhere, leaving plastic everywhere. It's got a long-term impact, and it does actually perpetuate flooding in a very big way. Um, is it harder to do all of this in KwaZulu-Natal than it is in other places? Because it's very hilly, and there are a lot of rivers, and there's a coastline, and there's a sort of geographic feature that can lead to heavy rain. Yeah, it's... it's, it's I wouldn't say it's hard. Um, this, the concepts I'm discussing here are very basic principles for, for urban design. Um, if you want to leave open space, whether it's mountainous or not, open space can be left, right? So I, I don't think it has anything to do with the topography of, of a particular area. It's, it's a willingness. It's a, it's, we have to be intentional about it. So we have to be intentional that we want to design water-sensitive cities water statistics and of course uh, risk informed cities so it has nothing to do with the topography or anything else of course maybe when you talk about it just become a bit expensive because uh, the way in which you put infrastructure in a flat area and the way in which you put infrastructure in in a hill area is more expensive but it is possible and and i think we we, we can make it um, we've spoken to various people from Etiquini, from the province of KwaZulu-Natal over the last couple of weeks about all of this, and of course after the intense flooding uh, in 2022. I, I, I know that I won't see everything that's happening in government, so I'm hoping that somewhere someone is planning this and making changes. I don't see evidence of it. I don't know if I would. I mean, I don't spend time in a city planning department. But do you? can you see if, if authorities are taking all of this seriously? It's difficult to tell because, you see, what is happening in KwaZulu-Natal is very difficult to actually answer your question because at the same time, if they have to be planning for new cities or actually maintaining cities, it's a new project altogether. But I think what seems to be happening is spending more time trying to fix the problem, right? So you have floods and now you need to make sure that people... You build back, back, back for those those people who are affected, and and, and to make sure that they are secure. So by the time you finish that, then you got another flood, right? Then you have to rush to the next flood and try to solve that. So I think the channel and the energies has been more into focusing on people affected. We need to build back. We need to fix the roads. 
But very little has been said to say what is the long-term impact, right? Uh, what's going to happen next? So if the floods happen, what next? And I think that's where we need to start putting effort. And this is not to say we shouldn't be worried about what's happening right now, but we are saying that we also be mindful that this is going to happen again. So that at the back of our mind is to say, what if tomorrow we have other floods? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Um, are we ready? Uh, what needs to be fixed now? What are the quick wins? Like the issue of Aran River channelization, it's a quick win. Like just get a good mm-hmm. uh, 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 infrastructure and go to the river, expand the rivers and, and in different points, and, and you have to do some calculations around that, of course. But what I'm saying, there are quick wins that we're supposed to be doing, but I think the focus has been more on the fixing the problem as people are facing right now. Professor Hope Magadamisha Chipungu, thank you. An expert on town planning, as you can hear from the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Really appreciate the time.